gentlemen, all rise. Court is back in session. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Due. I am your host, Carl Duty. With me, as always, is a man who has the eyes of the hawk, ears of the wolf, strength of the bear, and the speed of the puma, Mr. Drew Celestino. All accurate, and uh, I did also uh, once write a song called Sight Beyond Sight, so, you know, there is that. True. You're kind of confusing 80s cartoons properties. Sight Beyond Sight is Thundercats. I was referring to Brave Star. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See? Yeah, 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 okay. Did you know that I have a Brave Star toy collection? Really? I do. It was my favorite toy as a kid. Huh. They were about yay tall. Yeah, they, were, nice they, were, fairly, they were fairly big. Um, Tex Hex was a much cooler uh, figure than he was a villain in the show. Which was usually the case with the toys. Yeah, and um, the uh, horse, uh, what was his name? 3030. 3030, that's right. Yep. It's a weird name. Uh, also a very cool toy. Yeah. Yeah, I have, I have all those still with all the original weaponry and, and everything. I watched the show... I never really got into the toys. My uncle Mark, uh, who passed away about ten years ago, he like I used to love it, and he used to watch it with me, and he knew that I was really into it. So he would always take me to like go get a new one every like few months or so. We'd like like you want to get a new Brave Star guy? I'm like yeah, yeah. So he'd take me out, and I was like what five six maybe, but that was like our that was like our thing. He dug it too for some reason. It was it was a pretty wild little show. Hey, I like I, old West in space. Yeah, it was, you know what, you funny thing, I was, and we'll go into opening same time for this, I was watching, a cool thing I like to watch on YouTube is just like, uh, mix videos of old, old 80s cartoon intros, the, uh, the old West in space theme, very common among a lot of 80s cartoons. Well, didn't uh, Silverhawks kind of do it, too? Not so much Silverhawks. Well, the the although, one guy had a cowboy hat and a bandana, right? Yeah, although Silverhawks did have the most boss intro of any oh, yeah, yeah, 80s yeah. cartoon the ever. The one dude played guitar. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, just like a lot of like one, it was, there was Brave Star, there were, and a lot of like very obscure ones. But there was like five or six of them that had that future but Old West theme going to them interesting yeah so that will lead us into our opening statement sir i know it was eventful how was your week <sighs> eventful let's uh we'll start with the lesser eventful uh friday we didn't do our traditional game night you and alan both kind of dipped out for the night and that's yep. okay because things were kind of dicey here but we did end up having uh two friends over um for fish fry and uh, we played a game of uh, the Bob Ross game, which, by the way, uh, is really good. The Bob Ross game is pretty great. Seen it played, have not played it yet. It's good. It's just simple enough to keep you going, but complex enough to to get you invested to keep playing. Which is why I think you'd really like that game I mentioned to you, Sagrana. Uh, you guys keep telling me to play the, that. That's the stained glass game, yes. right? Yeah. Think, think Bob Ross, but with dice. I like dice. I know you I'm like a sucker dice. for dice. So uh, that was kind of cool. Got fish fries from Chester's Cajun Grill. Now, they were good, but okay. they were beer breaded, not beer battered. Mm, no. That was my reaction as well. But they were good in fairness. I, would I do it again? 
No, next time I want a traditional beer battered fish fry. Yeah. However, having said that, it was not bad. I was like, if this thing sucks, then I'm going to be really upset. Luckily, it was flaky, delicious, and the breading was crispy, and it was very good. So I did enjoy the fish, but yeah. I next time, yeah, I got to get me a uh, traditional buffalo fish fry. Do you have? Do you eat there or have it delivered? I uh, picked it up, actually. Okay. Brought that's, it home. That's impressive that it's still crispy, because that's like the one drawback of the traditional buffalo fish fry if you don't eat it there. By the time you get it home, like the it's kind of the breading's kind of soggy at yeah. that point. They're right around the corner, man. So oh, right, I, yeah. I, I told when I was coming, and I popped over, grabbed it, brought it home. Cool. Yeah, it was great. Uh, so yeah, Bob Ross game. Don't sleep on it. It's pretty good. So Saturday. Oh, Saturday. Saturday was uh Saturday was eventful. So, you know, like you do, uh, you know, Saturday was, uh, (laughs) there's uh, there's a dude. So sometimes (laughs) there's a dude. That movie's 20 years old this week. Yeah. Yeah. Still great, by the way. Oh, well, yeah. All right. So I had a show, uh, long cold dark had a show and, um, you know, I had I had uh, my voice lesson earlier in the day, and it went well. And you know, I'm doing some stuff around the house because we weren't gonna, we weren't going to practice because we were playing that night, and we're all pretty good. We're just meet, you know we're going to meet at the venue. We're all good. So I had a voice lesson earlier in the day. Felt good. Uh, I did some stuff around the house. I'm, we're still tearing up carpet up there, and yeah. it's dude, there's a lot of wheels in motion in the house, which is going to be a theme coming up. But anyway, so I pack up to go to the show, and I get to the well. I'm on the way to the venue. I am a half mile from the venue. I am stopped at a red light, jamming out to Into the Void by Nine Inch Nails. Just happens to be on. I'm like, yeah, all right. And then, kaboom. The old Atari game? No. That game was fun. Game yeah. Was shit. It's more fun than what happened. So this 75-year-old woman apparently... Did not realize that there was a red light and did not realize that I was stopped at said red light and she plowed into the back of my car. In her defense, they do often change the color red. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. So first, first and most important question. Are you okay? I'm fine. Okay. I'm fine. And she's okay. She was fine as well. Okay. Airbag deployed on her though, and like the front, the front of her car. Oh, that's a oh. that's going to be a total. Yeah, it, it it's two things that'll total your car quicker than anything else: frame bent or airbag deployment. Because typically, the repair or replacement cost is more than the car's worth. Yeah. So, the rear of my car has seen better days. <laughs> so it's in bad shape. Um, my primary concern after getting hit. Was is the guitar okay? Well, no, all my stuff's in hard shell cases and everything. So I was like, you know, everything's okay. Everything's, yeah. you know, but I was like, oh no, am I going to be able to get the trunk open? Is that is that rear hatch going to open mm. for me to be able to get this stuff out of the car to play the show? Mm. Fortunately, it did. Whew, crisis averted. I wouldn't say so, averted. Well, you know, crisis minimalized. Minimalized, sure. I mean, I went. To, I, I made it to the, the show, and every, you know, everything was fine. We, you know, we played. We played really well, actually. I got the, a live recording of it. We sounded great. 
Um, I'm not one to toot my own horn very often in this regard. I'm very, I'm very self-deprecating when it comes to this kind of thing. But I listen back to them like, man, we're good. We were good. We're good. We are good live. I'll tell you that right now. Anyway, so the show went well. I had a good time um, until. So because my night was, you know, just going so swimmingly. I was triple parked in the lot, basically. I, someone triple parked me in, is what I'm trying to say. So, okay. you know, like a standard parking lot, it's like, you know, you, you, there's two rows of cars. Yeah. So you park and the guy, and in, there's a guy in front of you and like, yep. that's it. Well, there was a guy in front of me and I pulled it, you know, I parked. Yeah. Someone parked behind me. Mm. So now I am landlocked, right? So I asked the dude, hey man, do you mind backing your car out so I can get out? Yeah, no problem, dude. So he backs his car out and I'm free to go. And I start backing up, and I cut my wheel to turn out of my spot yeah. to escape, to escape, to leave, right? <coughs> what I don't realize is that next to him, triple parked, was another car. Uh, so I back into him. The old car behind the car gambit. I see what you're saying. So that happened. Mm. Now, my car's already messed up, yeah. so... I don't care, but I'm, I feel like a jerk because his car clearly now is damaged. Fortunately, he was in one of the bands. It's a lease. I'm insured. He didn't care. He's like, dude, whatever. Like, you've been through a lot tonight, so this is fine. It's just cosmetic on the door. The door opens. It's fine. We'll, we'll take care of it and whatever, man. I don't, you know. So, eh. so I'm just grateful that he wasn't, like, fuming with rage. Yeah. So it's fine. We're cool. Everything's cool. I go home. I go to bed. I live to fight another day. So we've got two car accidents one night, but also a concert. Yeah. A concert where you performed well. Yes. I'd call the night a push. I, I would. I mean, <laughs> I'd call the push. I, think, I would you know. Not. I would I think. I think you broke even. Oh, I broke. I think you broke even. I broke all right. Um, See, if it was me you backed into, I was like, really? That's all you could do? You couldn't do more damage? You do- Come on. Give it a, I give felt it a so good... Bad, man. I felt I, I, I felt terrible. Car. I felt so terrible. I, I felt like such a jerk. It was, it was so embarrassing. But again, no one was hurt, and it's just automobile stuff. I'm sure my insurance company will have a field day with me now, though, because of that, but whatever. The ladies' insurance, by the way, is taking care of everything on my car so well i would assume yeah you were stopped at a red light just just what a what a what an evening what yeah 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 anyway sunday uh, i spent the day here in the house i made sauce had my dad over my stepmom my sister um big sauce day and me and my dad have been planning uh we're planning this whole house flipping business not flipping the house to sell it i mean but, but we're we're moving stuff around there's there's a lot of wheels in motion here so pretty hot in these renos once yeah <laughs> oh yeah once i get back from long beach um it's pretty much going to be a full tilt sprint to get things going mm. son um so i'm looking forward to it but i'm also dreading it because you know renos can be stressful i mean you're demolishing a play your place yeah. of residence mm-hmm. it can just get you know it, it can get tense it's it's against our natural instincts to break something that isn't broken. Yeah. Well, for some people. Some people love to break things that aren't broken. But anyway. So, really, that was Sunday in a nutshell. Um, 
Oh, I watched Fastlane with uh, Alan and Steve. Um, WWE Fastlane. Oh, a perfectly cromulent show. Um, better than a better than the card would imply. Actually, the matches were pretty good, even though it was very predictable. But you know, it, was, it was a fair, fair, a very fair show for WWE standards. There was a fair share of crap too, but you know. Considering it's the last pay-per-view before WrestleMania, it was perfectly fine. Shinsuke had a great match with Rusev. They put on a nice little match. Um, not NJPW caliber, but it was a good match. I was like, wow, okay, Rusev and Shinsuke throwing down for, for a good time here. Not bad. And I'm, I'm happy with that. Shinsuke won? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's Shinsuke. So hopefully uh, he wins at Mania. I'm not going to bet on it, though. But maybe, but maybe he wins the title at Mania. I'll, I'd certainly hope so, but... Well, he's who's he going against? Maybe? AJ Styles. Okay, well, he's not an NJPW guy. He so is. If he retains. It's still yeah in the hands of. I, I get what you're saying, though. You want? I want. Yeah. I want to see my boy go over, man, on the biggest stage of them all. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway, um, and then yesterday, uh, the Bro Day crew completely dissipated to go to see Our Lady Peace. So, me, Alan, and Jimmy came over here, okay. and we. Uh, watched NXT, watched Raw, and uh, played some Luchador. Jimmy, ah, the the game. Yeah, yes. Jimmy had never played before. What do you think of He's it? He's a fan. It's a, it's a great game. It's a great, it's fantastic. Game. So yeah, we we got some Luchador in. Um, Raw was Raw, you know, whatever. But next week on Raw, the broken, broken, the the ultimate deletion is next weekend on Raw. So Matt Hardy's full cast of characters are coming back. I I'm. I'm more excited for this than I am almost anything right now. <laughs> almost as much as NJPW and Long Beach, but not quite. But but it's close. Alrighty. That's saying something. Yeah. Especially when it's like WWE. Well, it is, but it's not, because Matt's done all this stuff before yeah. last year, before he came back to WWE, and we were all waiting and waiting and waiting. When is, when, when is he going to do it? When is he going to do it? When is he going to do it? Finally, they're pulling the trigger on it, and it's like, yep, here it is. They're going to the Hardy compound, and, and Rebby's there, and his kids, and, and his father-in-law, Senior Benjamin, and Vanguard won the drone, the sentient drone. Scarsguard, the dilapidated boat. <laughs> the Lake of Reincarnation. It's all coming out. It's all going to be on the show. I'm so excited. So It's so stupid, but it's great. <laughs> it's brilliantly stupid. That's it. That's that's the week. It's been a lot of ups, a lot of downs. La- oh, my Super NT came today. Yes, my super we're... my analog super NT my HD ready plug and play accepts original cartridges Super Nintendo. We were playing around with it a bit before the show started. It was oh. a sweet little piece of tech. Oh, I'm so excited! <laughs> I, I got to get more carts, man. I'm, I'm so amped for this thing. Looks it looks great. Yeah, it does. Uh, uh, really. Even though we differ on. Like what our preferred settings are. It's still, I'm a scanline guy, fantastic. and you're not. But I, that's fine, man. It, I think that it looks great. The yeah, color, it looks colors fantastic. are popping. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, I can't. It's, it's great. And I got to tell you that that eight bit though um, SNES controller I have. Yeah. It definitely uh, syncs better to the original SNES dongle, the one that fits in the SNES okay. slot. Yeah. Than it does to the retro receiver that works on the SNES Classic and the NES Classic. Okay. It, it's kind of a pain to sync it to that, actually. Like, when you turn the system on, it, yeah. takes, it takes a minute. That thing fired right up, and that controller was synced, like, immediately. Nice. So, um, all, everything's coming up Thrill House right now. <laughs> thrill so, Ho. Thrill Ho. Buy me Bone Storm or go to hell. <laughs>
yeah, that's that's what's up. How was your week? My week, uh, my week was relatively uneventful. Julie had a lot of stuff going on this week, so there were many nights where I was staying at home with the boy, which is fine. Yeah, um, he will be turning two on Saturday. The terrible twos. So I've heard. So I've heard. Because <laughs> it's been so peachy up till now. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's been. He's like not for nothing. I mean, you hear all the horror stories before your kid is born, how you're never going to sleep, and on this, this that uh, you know what a lot of times diego's a bigger pain in the butt than my son is i can see that um <laughs> but so yeah so that's happening saturday uh most nights i was in home watching william friday night i went out with uh, a couple of friends who i had not seen in a long time and they wanted to go out for wings we ended up going to anchor bar on transit mm. i ne- now i'm Born and raised, lived all my life, Buffalonian. This is my first time ever being to an anchor bar. Yeah? I say a anchor bar. It's not, not the original, the, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. So what's your verdict? Um, they're fine. That's all they are. They're fine. Yeah, they're fine. I I prefer them slightly to Duff's, but oh. only, be, only because I've never been a big Duff's fan. I'm a Duff's guy. Yeah, between um, the two. But I'm not going to kick either one out of bed for eating crackers. It's like, it's... It's they're fine. They're fine, but we have our own. We have our yeah, places. Yeah, you, know? you got your places. They're they're kind of they're they're anchor bars for tourists. It, yes, yeah. exactly, exactly that. But not, I, w- I would even say like only the original anchor bars for tourists. Like if someone wants to go to the original chicken place, when you take them to the original anchor bar, not yeah, you know. But in franchise. fairness, if. if I do kind of like the fact that there's like one in the airport. It's just kind of cute. Yeah, like, yeah even though I'm not fine. a fan of them, it's like yeah. well, it's a very Buffalo thing, and there yeah. it is. So it's it's a Buffalo thing. It's an undeniable Buffalo thing, and you know it's fun to have the debate between them and Duff's. Sure. And and, um, frankly, I think there are places with wings better than both of them. Oh yeah, but, definitely. But yeah, it was it was fun. We had a good time. Good. Um, well, Saturday. What would you Saturday? <laughs> know what i did saturday <laughs> yeah <laughs> you were playing bumper car saturday yeah we could oh could you say you were playing twisted metal saturday kind of yeah kind of like that <laughs> um yeah that was like premier oh we started did not get a chance to finish because you know we're old and you know bedtime comes on earlier <laughs> than you want to especially when it's freaking daylight savings uh, we we started watching Winter Soldier. Okay, got about halfway through it. Okay, still so good. It's great. It's, it's, it's pretty the, great. It's the best of the Marvel films. It's not my personal favorite, but it's it's the best. It's it's just you can't. It's great. It's yeah. really great. Just like it was. It was the film in which the entire Marvel universe took a hard pivot, a hard change, and just like what. It was beneficial even to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. television show. Oh, S.H.I.E.L.D. spun right out of that. Yeah. Like the week well, after no, the movie Sh- came out. No, S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah, because that happened in season two. Season of two. S.H.I.E.L.D. Like the, so, like, season one was kind of very paint-by-numbers and whatnot, right. a little stuff here, a little stuff there, but when that happened and S.H.I.E.L.D. essentially dissolved... It flipped the whole show on its head Yeah, the next episode. And from there on out, it's been a pretty decent show. Um, Back when they cared about, you know, being in sync with 
each other. Ah, well, what I mean, with notion. the exception of this season, because you're throwing time travel into it. Oh, my God. All the seasons previously, every time a film came out, there was some connective thread from the film. Um, like, they had a whole season dealing with the Darkhold the year Doctor Strange came out. So, huh. That was pretty, pretty incredible. Um, so, yeah. Got to finish that up. I'm not sure if we're going to make it uh, to finishing well, all the Marvel films before Infinity War. Yeah, but that's, we're gonna that's give it, coming We're going to give it a try, yeah. Yeah, they're making it have, have us do it quicker. I think we're like three films behind at this oh, point. Oh, man. You got to pick a weekend and just binge. Yeah. That's not as enjoyable, I don't think. No, it's still enjoyable. It's just finding time and whatnot to, sure. uh, to do that. Um, I think that was pretty much it. Uh, yeah. Well, all right. So that being said, dear listeners, if you would like to tell us about your weeks, if you'd like to send us any questions or comments to be read on the show, you can find us at the following locations. You can go to Twitter and find us at devil's do pod. You can go to facebook.com slash devil's do pod. You can email us at the devil's do pod at gmail.com, or you can find all this information available to you on our website, the devil's do podcast.com. And Drew, that being said, we do have some questions. Okay. Uh, first up, we have an email from Adam who's written the show before. Actually, it's something from my week I did forget. Um, I got together with Adam. I think it was Thursday night, Wednesday or Thursday night for some for some board games. And Adam, um, it was one. Adam's one of the two who really got me into board gaming. Adam and Alan. Um, Adam is a big fan of Euro games. Okay. I typically am more a fan of Euro mechanics and American games because the Euro aesthetic is not always enticing. Hmm. Um, so he like, and he's always trying to get me to play Euro games. I usually don't want to play it. He made a comment. I'm like, okay, bring a Euro game. I'll play it. And you know, we'll play something else after that. He brought over castles of Burgundy and it was a delightful little game. I had a lot of fun playing it. It's you would like it. It's dice rolling. And then you spend your dice to allocate resources and build up your land and whatnot. Things like that. It's a pretty cool little game. Hmm. We were going to play another game, but then Diego started to bark at a dog that was outside and woke up William. Uh huh. And then William didn't want to go back to sleep. Uh huh. So trying to play another board game while your wife is going back and forth from the bedroom to put your son asleep, not good for your survival or testicular fortitude. <laughs> well, so yeah. Thanks, yeah. Diego. Yeah, well, he's looking out for you. Or yeah, not. I, you know, there are days when I like the way that that bay window is set up in the front of my house. Yeah, that would drive me nuts. Then there there are days I just want to take some nails and boards and board up that that uh bottom row of windows Uh because the dogs just see everything. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so questions from Adam. Carl and Drew, what is your favorite cereal? Raisin Bran Crunch. Wow. That is my favorite cereal. I love it. It's delicious. Yeah. Cinnamony. It's got yeah. raisins. It's good. Um, 
Back what? in the day as a child? Lucky, yeah, well, lucky, I mean, lucky Charms. But, you know, nowadays as an adult, nah, I, I got to go with Raisin Bran Crunch. It's, it's, it's just sweet enough, yeah, but still adult. I'd probably go with Frosted Flakes. You know, I okay. don't do a lot Nothing of fancy. cereal lately. Yeah, just like your standard Frosted Flakes is okay. pretty good. Um, all time? It's a close call because C-3PO's is up there. Whoa. And uh, that Ninja Turtle cereal was pretty boss, too. I don't remember that at all. Well, it was kind of... The Ninja Turtle cereal went through numerous incarnations. Okay. At one point, it was Ninja Turtle cereal. Next point, it was Spider-Man cereal. And then it became like XYZ. So it's just a generic... Saturday morning cartoon. Okay. Cereal. And they just yeah. make the different shapes. And, yep. Okay. That's fair. Yep. Captain... I liked Crunch Berries a lot when I was a kid. Peanut Butter Crunch is a good one. Never... I was never big into Peanut Butter Crunch. Oh, I like Peanut Butter I was butter never crunch. big into Peanut Butter flavored cereals. I'm a Peanut Butter Nut. Fruity Pebbles. That's a good time. I like the Cocoa Pebbles better. But again, this is all back in the day. If, if I had yeah. any of these now, I'd probably be like, nope. Yep. My... Yeah. Nope. Can't do it. Old and... Yeah. Sugar. Yeah. Now I'm eating Fibercon and stuff now. <laughs> Pork and Fibercon. Grape Nuts. I used to... Ironically, I used to like Grape Nuts as a kid. Isn't yeah. that weird? Life cereal kicks. Like, those are good. Those, those are good. Are, those are, those are good. subtle. Yeah. Subtle but delicious. Yeah. Uh, Honey Nut Cheerios. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Regular Cheerios, even. I had to throw a little sugar on there. Well. It was, it was just a little too bland. Okay, that's fair. Felt like Homer Simpson eating a wheat cake. Taste. <laughs> Hello, taste. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Underrated cereals. Ooh. Um, hmm. I can instantly think of overrated cereals, but I'm trying to think of underrated Okay, well, hey, what's an overrated cereal? Uh, the whole, like, monster line of cereals. Count Chocula, Frankenberry, things like that. Oh, yeah, that. they're bad. They're, they're, they're terrible. Great terrible. mascots, terrible cereals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm, underrated cereal. Uh, Sugar Smacks. You mean Honey Smacks? No, Sugar Smacks. We'll huh? Dig them. <laughs> Those were, well, they later turned into, into Honey Smacks. No, they're st- I still see them in the aisle. They don't market anything with sugar anymore, dude. <laughs> Oh, okay. But it's still got the frog. It's still got Digimon. Yeah, I remember, I remember Digimon. Yeah. yeah, I never liked those. How'd you feel about Honeycomb? I was okay with Honeycomb. I liked Honeycomb. You know, you know, I prefer I preferred a cereal where I could get more in the bowl because, you know, I was fat. Yeah, sure. And, you, sure. Know, you know, you don't get that way through osmosis. See, I liked Honeycomb because you could eat it on its own and it was still baller. Yeah, that's true. Without milk, it was and, still Any great. cereal you could eat and, and enjoy equally without milk was... A plus. You know what else is underrated? Uh, Apple Jacks, underrated. Yeah, yeah. Good for a change. Yep. Not, not, not. You know, they're not, they're not, they're not gonna make it's, the roster. It's but not, they're solid. Yeah, it's not the box you would have your parents get every week. No, but if I'm not throwing it away either. Yeah. You might laugh, but I remember back in the day when there were three chefs and not just one. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yep. Underrated. Well, the one chef was murdered by Snap Crackle and Pop. What about the other one? There was three. That was one. That means two are dead. You said, you said there were three chefs. Now there's just two. That was one. They're down oh, to there one. Was one. Oh, yeah. down to one. Wow. Yeah, I don't know what happened to the other two. They just they phased them out. Snap, crackle, and pop. They're, they're coming for for the for the chefs. <laughs> I wonder if there are <laughs> any relation to the Keebler elves. Maybe. Hmm. Yeah, so wait, maybe he's are, just there. Are you assassins. implying that there is some kind of uh, serial mascot cinematic universe in the works? <laughs> <laughs> if there isn't, there needs to be. I'm not gonna lie. Trademark the devil do. Someone Devil's out there, if they haven't thought of this, make this happen. 
General Mills, get on the phone. They want, they're trying to make everything a cinematic universe now. I need the Trix Rabbit versus Lucky. <laughs> there was there was a um a radio show recording a sketch comedy radio show that I listened to back in college. It was called That Damn Show. Mm-hmm. And they did a, a skit with on like Frosted Flakes commercials. <laughs> it was great because like somebody would come up and start picking on the kid. And he's like, what are you going to do now? It's like, you're picking on a guy whose best friend is a tiger? Screw the breakfast. Get him, Tony. <laughs> Now I'm just imagining like a breakfast cereal Avengers and Tony the Tiger's like my Captain America. He he's, might be. He's kind of the leader. Or how's Captain Crunch now your Captain America? Nah, he's just not. He's just not. He's kind of like the Nick Fury of it all. Y- yes. Because this ship's like Oh my like God, the, dude. This is, right in, this is right in itself right now. <laughs> I'm not even joking. My, my mind's kind of, a, kind of a fire. They've already got the Ultron. Do you remember that like robot dude that was Captain Crunch's enemy for a while who wanted to make kinda. the cereal soggy? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, there you go. You got your Ultron. Toucan Sam's like your Falcon. Malinos! <laughs> Voiced by Maurice LaMarche in recent years. Who is that? He is the... Oh, dude. If I gotta tell you more Maurice LaMarche is... I guess you do. Is it, well, you'll know... It's the second time. Well, first off, he's the voice of the brain. Oh, yeah. okay. But of many, he's... I'm not... Ca- he's cartoon voice royalty. I can't... I, it, I'm having a hard time hearing the brain as Toucan Sam. <laughs> dude, him and, him and Robert Paulson... Who was uh, the, the voice guy who died of, in Fight Club? No, no. Oh, the first Robert Paulson. Oh, right? he's the voice of Pinky. He was the voice of uh, Raphael and the original Ninja Turtles. I Girls know cartoon. that guy's voice. He's the voice of Yakko Warner. Yakko, Yakko. He was the tall one. Wacko an, was the one with that's the hat. An Animaniacs thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I just remember. I just remember Pinky in the Brain. Okay. Do you remember the the country song in Animaniacs? No, dude. I remember the theme song vaguely. Oh man, I'm going to show you I, after after we get done here. I'm going to show you the country song, and I'm going to tell you it's going to some blow your mind about it. Anyway, right. back to Adam's question. Way to derail us, Adam. Wait, yeah, we, that was a fun little yeah. tangent there. Um, if you could live in a city that is not Buffalo, what would it be? Oh, ho, 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 ho. um, difficult. Div- oh, well, I've always been intrigued by Colorado. I've never been. Um, it in in my twenties, in hindsight, in another life, um, I would have loved to have lived with my best friend in New York City, in a different, in a different version, in a different universe of me. Yeah, that would have been fun. Um, nowadays, I'd say out west, San Diego, San Francisco be very expensive i wouldn't be able to live there because i'd be very poor be very hot uh in san diego it'd be it's about 78 to 85 degrees every day every day see whatever that's totally fine whenever i consider living in a place i I always take into account like how many things natural or otherwise in this place can kill me Eh. so that's why okay that's why i'll never live to move to florida there's just too much crap down there. It can kill you. Alligators, Florida snakes, a Florida man, bugs as big as Lucas, Floridians, hurricanes, swamps, Florida people, Disney, Disney. No, they 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 they'll kill you with with riches and 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 
That's always sucking in. It sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, out west, uh, San Diego yeah. or San Francisco, I think would Let's be say my probably jam. Colorado. All right. Um, what are your opinions on the recent offseason moves by the Buffalo Bills? Uh, listen, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan when the season is being played. When football's done and like not being played every Sunday, I, lot of attention or oh well care that much i'm not gonna say that i don't care the guy with tyrod fine okay all i can say is i feel bad we sent him to cleveland because you know cleveland yeah don't worry about it don't 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 weep for him he'll, he'll make his money uh i'm i'm impressed actually you know as a bills fan i'm used to you know timid and inept management so now that we have competent and uh active management i'm i'm kind of taken aback this is all new and strange to me so uh it's exciting let's see what they do the the thing is as, as cool as it all is to see them moving up the draft and it's like oh man they're they're executing a plan and they're they're doing it like they're actually gonna do it that's exciting but you got to get the guy if you swing and miss on the guy all this is for naught so you got to get the guy they better know who that quarterback is and he better be the right one and he better be the stud for the next decade in this you know on this team you gotta do it that's we, it dude we got peterman right now we're good yeah um <laughs> we're just gonna let that he threw an interception as i was saying that. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway all right so adam thank you very much for your Thanks, questions man. Now, if it wouldn't flag the uh, podcast for playing licensed music that we don't have the rights to, I would uh, be queuing up Return of the Mac because we have some questions from Mr. Alan Waiters. He's back. He's back in question form. All right. Carl and Drew, with the Alexa laughing thing, you're going to have to explain <laughs> to me what that is. I have no idea. Okay. Do you now believe Amazon is Skynet? Is Jay Gelsomino the Kyle Reese of our time? Oh, my God. When will the machines finally take over humanity? So what's the... You know those stupid Alexa, Google... Yeah, yeah. Or that, whatever, those elec- the, the, the Amazon home, Echo The electronic things. home assistant. Yeah, the, spy, the spying devices that yeah. people willingly put in their homes. Because that's a thing that people do. Uh, anyway. So apparently there was some kind of a glitch in the network, and they all started, like, laughing maniacally <laughs> for no reason because <laughs> that's not creepy at all that's great uh are they skynet no yeah. no uh the, as weird as it is and as as stupid as i think all that stuff is and as immense as the network of data and and amount of information that they control is uh the ai thing is still a ways away now, how far away well it's getting closer but i don't think we've reached a point where the machines are sentient or anything like that it's still just a programmed machine doing what it's told to do yeah. once it starts doing things on its own that it wasn't told to do then maybe worry but in the meantime it's just it's just databases upon databases of amazon receipts essentially <laughs> yeah alan's got a thing about skynet like, I think well, Alan believes in Skynet, kind of the way, like, some guys believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> like The lizard people? <laughs> like, even though it's, we've proven it's not real and whatnot, and the guy who was in the costume came out and said, yeah, yeah. it's just me in a costume, there's still people out there. 
And Alan's kind of in that group, but his is a fictitious supercomputer from an Arnold Schwarzenegger film. Well, again, it's it's closer than it's not. Put it that way. Yeah. Um, but we're not there yet. But it's just it don't could don't happen. invent AI. Don't invent real AI you because well, they, that someone's going to do it. That's the problem. You know that someone's going to do it. You can't just say don't do it. Someone's going to do it. It I, never ends well. I know. I've seen enough movies. But because the default desire of a sentient being's thinking is freedom. Yeah, I, I a wise man once said freedom is the right of all sentient beings. Uh that wise man was Optimus Prime. It, it was. It was. Anyway, don't don't worry. Don't worry. And is JJ Alcimino the calories of our time? Uh I I I don't see it, but I see it. Okay. I see it. All right. Yeah. I I can think of worse Kyle Reese's than J.J. Alcimino. This is true. This is true. All right. Uh, that's I, fair. If, Does that mean Jay is going to steal a bum's pants? If he can't... How do we know he hasn't already? <laughs> we don't know what goes down at those soccer games. This is true. If Jay came up to me and said, come with me if you want to live, I'd be like, eh, you know, worse things could happen. I'd go with him. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. All right. Fair enough. Uh, when will the machines finally take over humanity? One can argue they already have. Yeah. And you know what? We, 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 let, we let it happen as we stare at our, as, at our phone yeah. aimlessly. As we talk to a, a, a little hockey puck in our house connected to the internet to play uh, the radio and tell us what the weather is, and ask it to do things. You want, you're want you letting a private company listen to you all the time in your home. Why yep. would you do that? I mean, I think the best cause scenario tale is the brave little toaster. The brave little toaster? <laughs> that's a deep pull. Yep. I remember it vaguely. Why was he brave again? Because they went... Him and the the radio and the lamp and the blanket and the vacuum cleaner all went to find their their old master. It's like Toy Story, but, but yeah, with it, was, it was like it was like you know, yeah, it was Toy Story, but like yeah, it was Toy Story with appliances. That's amazing. That it, it was before Toy Story, way before, way before. Toy Story. Wow, yeah. copyright, Brave Little yep. Toaster. <laughs> so okay, Carl. Other than Spider Man. What hero do you most relate to and why? What superhero would you would best describe me? I'm not sure like how much I relate to Spider-Man. You just like reading about him. Yeah, he's just my favorite character. So which one who do you relate to? I mean I can say Batman only because I understand loss of parent. I mean, fortunately not loss of parents. Um, I can say, you know, Iron Man, cause I know it's like to wake up in a Middle Eastern country with a hole in my chest uh, <laughs> story for another time. Wow. Um, yeah, tequila was involved. Always um, is. You know, I don't think there's, there's really one that I can like relate to one that I can look at and go, yeah, that guy knows my story. That guy's lived my story. You know, if if I had to make a decision, it would probably be Matt Murdock. Okay. Because, you know, there are a lot of decisions in my life that even though I've come out 
on the upside of them, I would say are bad decisions. Sure. So maybe we can, and I'm just throwing it out there, honey. I know you're listening. <laughs> you and William are not one of those bad decisions. I may be one of your bad decisions and you were warned by everyone, including my father, but you made your bed. And now you got to sleep in it. Good save. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what hero would best describe Alan? I mean, there's so many directions you can go with this. Uh, he's got a little Spider-Man in him and that he's an educator. Yeah, Spider-Man's not a teacher anymore. Look. He was a teacher for like five minutes. It, it counts. It's like the marriage. It still counts, Okay. <laughs> Uh, maybe the question is constantly suspicious of Skynet and whatnot. <laughs> Might be. <laughs> I think Alan's got a little, he's got a little T'Challa in him. He's got the nobility of Absolutely. T'Challa. Okay. Yeah, I buy it. I yeah. buy it. Sure. So yeah, Puck. Okay. Um, <laughs> Puck. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Drew, yeah. do you think Nintendo is porting a lot of games because third-party developers see what the success of the Switch, see the success of the Switch, and because it's cheaper than making a brand new game? And Drew, why do you dislike Super Smash Brothers? Okay. Um, keep in mind, we are going to be discussing Nintendo in the news. Okay. Okay. Um, third parties are getting on board because, well, maybe we can just, we can just get, we'll wait till then maybe. How about that? Okay. Well, I'll, I'll answer yeah. both of those questions later in the show. All right, cool. Alan, thank, thank you, you very Alan. much. Now on to Mr. J.J. Smino. Carl and Drew, now that there is proof that Super Smash Brothers is coming to Switch. Oh my God. This- <laughs> you smash people. You know, given, given, you smash people. <laughs> given what we talk about on the show with, with frequency, I can understand how people would assume that we both like Smash. Yeah. Which, yeah. ironically enough, exact opposite is true. Um. <laughs> Given Super Smash Brothers is coming Switch, if you can get the choice of one hero and one villain from each of the X-Men, Avengers, Simpsons, Ninja Turtles, Arcade characters to put in Smash Brothers, which would you choose? Say that so, again. X-Men, we're talking about like the arcade beat-em-ups. Okay. So basically all one game with different skins. X-Men. <laughs> yeah, go on. Avengers. Uh-huh. Simpsons. Ninja Turtles. Okay. A hero and a villain from each. Uh, well, I'm taking Colossus from X Men. Sure, because you know why, Drew. I know why. I know why. Don't. I'm not a seal. I don't. I don't do tricks for you. Come on. No, no. Come on. You haven't done it forever. You have, you have to go back to Come the on. episode that we talked about video games on this show, and you Come can on. hear me do it all the time. You can Come on, do it. it. It's okay. Do it. You can no. Do it. I'm not doing it. Do it. I'm not. Do it. Doing it. Do it. Let the English see you do it. I'm gonna go. Do it, sexy. With. Do it. The Simpsons game, actually. I'll go with Homer. Well, no, we got to take one. For, we got to take a hero and villain from each. Oh, oh, I was going to say I'll take Homer. The Simpsons, to me, the, they, they, they mechanically and graphically fit more in the Smash universe than the other stuff. Yeah, sure. So, can't deny, well, can't Homer. deny, you know, the clause is, 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 it's an attractive choice, but what about a villain? What about the villain? Um, I'm going to go with Whirlwind from Avengers. 
Oh, 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 oh. Gee, you'll do that, but you won't do it's, Colossus. It's, Colossus is a, is a much louder. You're, I gotta get. You're not a good person. I know. Oh, that, oh, I know that. I'm painfully aware. But what about Magneto, though? He has, you know. Welcome to, to die, die. Yeah. X Chicken. <laughs> what? <laughs> I am Magneto, master of magnet. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Magneto Master of Vodka, maybe. <laughs> Delicious English. Um, yeah, no, I'm going with World One. I, I, I there can't... were a lot of like. What about Wendigo? When when you think back to the Avengers beat 'em up game, they they were, they were scraping the barrel on some of those end end stage villains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Claw was one of them. He was. Yeah. OG Pink Claw. Yep. <laughs> Wow. All right. Take a fine. Bebop and Rocksteady from Ninja Turtles. Fighting them both at the same time was a pain in yeah. the butt if you were playing by yourself. I'll never forget, like, playing that arcade game, man, and the first time they talked, I like, child me was just floored. Yep. By it. That game was so it was revolutionary. It still holds up to this day. It wasn't revolutionary in that. I mean, it was a formula we'd seen before. It was beat em up, but they it, it was. But it was like it was the formula perfected. It was the car. It was the cartoon yeah. in a game. Yeah, like with the voices of Bebop and Rocksteady were like the same. The Shredder. Yep. It was like wow. It was, it was James Avery, Uncle Phil. Rest <laughs> in peace. Oh. Anyway. Okay, Drew. Yeah. Given the recent daylight savings time change, yeah. how many days to Long Beach? <laughs> I got to do some math now because of the uh, daylight savings. Um, carry the one. Account for leap year and about 12 days, Jay. Okay. <laughs> Carl, <laughs> if you could choose one choice on how to be presented on your death, what would it be? Closed casket with your image as a hologram on top, wrapped in foil, placed in a plastic bag with commemorative armband. Yes. Yes. A one nine hundred number on a closed casket. People can call to hear your recorded voice or cremated, and people can send in a clipping from the funeral card and a self-addressed stamped envelope for a piece of Carl that takes six to eight weeks to arrive. <laughs> Jay this, thought about this one. He's, well, bringing, this, he's bringing the thunder this week. <laughs> this this is probably <laughs> spilling out from what I posted on our our Twitter page. The oh. Gambit hologram card. That's, that's, is there anything more nineties? This is all good stuff. Yeah, all this was very prevalent nineties. No, I actually I thought about this before seeing this question, and I told Julie what you know. God forbid, should something happen to me in the foreseeable future, I told Julie like how I want myself presented. Um, she has said numerous times that she will not do this. So it has become your responsibility oh, to make sure this gets done. You've got to like sneak in to the funeral home and speak with the mortician and get him to do this. Okay. I want a big smile on my face and my skin paled out like the Joker killed me. All right. You heard it, you, folks, you heard it here first. That's, that's all right. I'll, I'll do what I can. How awesome would that be? Um, will I have to have your casket ha- say love that Joker on it? No. Oh, no, no. Just the, just the grin. Just the grin. Okay. Yep. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. You've been using brand X. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got to drag that, uh, that S out a little bit more. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 
All right. So, Jay Adam and Alan, thank you very much for your questions. We definitely do appreciate them. Serial Cinematic Universe. I love it. <laughs> and now we get to the case files, and the case files are plentiful this week. Mm. So why don't we start out with what we had some questions on, the Nintendo Direct that came out earlier this week. Uh, nothing like super earth shattering in it. I thought just a lot of really good quality stuff we've been looking forward to. Yeah. Um, not, they didn't, they didn't give you the, uh, the filet, but, but we got it. We got quite the buffet going right now. We got, we got some bacon wrapped lobster pieces on toothpicks. We're not starving. They're, they're, they're serving out the, they're serving the hors d'oeuvres with a twice baked potato consistently. Uh, lots of stuff coming out, which is, which is great. Um, I'm most excited for, uh, ironically enough, Captain Toad. I love that game. It's, the first one was great on this on the Wii U, so a new one is a okay by me. Um, what else? There's some indie games coming out too that look pretty cool. Yeah, a lot of indie stuff. My only thing about Captain Toad is like, I I played it very briefly on your Wii when you first got it. And it's a really cool game, a lot of fun. I just don't see it as like a full sixty dollar game we'll see if it is i don't think captain toad was a 60 dollar game on wii u i could be wrong if it's something like 40 bucks it might be like a 40 dollar game yeah but still it's a fun little formula yeah it's great it's a very fun puzzle game nintendo is the master of like somehow spinning franchises out into weird unexpected things you never knew you needed yeah um anyway oh nintendo also uh answered the question about toad's um hat slash head it's his head Right. Not a hat. I'm, it's his head. I'm checking my notes. Um, yeah, I didn't care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't matter to me either way. All right, good call. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, lots of cool stuff. And then right when uh, you thought like, okay, well, yeah, it's a perfectly cromulent uh, Nintendo Direct. Oh, new No More Heroes game. I'm all about. I love the first two No More Heroes games. They are insane in the way that Suda51 is insane um so a new one is a-okay by me yep um and then we thought it was all over no 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 well no we got they gave us a good like look at mario aces which yeah, you're, I think yeah looks, you're more all about that than i am it looks fun yeah the, the mario good, sports games were always great you're into that i'm still needs to be a mario hockey game i'd get on board with that but hockey's too niche for nintendo to care um we got another look at Octopath Traveler. I think that's going to be a sleeper hit. Oh, it's going to be so good. I think it's going to be a. a it's going to be so. I'm telling good. you, it's it's getting buzzed. I love that demo, man. It's it is the old school RPG that you that we deserve. Yep. So bring it on, man. Um, yeah, we lots of lots of cool stuff. Plenty yeah. of indie content. I love indie games. Um, so all good things. Then we get the big, the big reveal. That big reveal at the end. Now I thought teaser, teaser reveal. It was it was rumored that Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom three, and still like this rumor is kind of still out there that there will be a version released for the Switch. Okay. Now this is the good Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom, not the not, new one, not the new one, which is dead and buried. Not the compromised uh, second draft. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> Like, there were videos shown of screenshots of that game running on a Switch and whatnot, so I thought that that was kind of going to be the big 
revealed. Yeah, not big enough for a Nintendo Direct, but it wasn't. No, right genre. I I disagree with that statement, but we'll get into that. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Super Smash Brothers yep. is coming to Switch, and all Nintendo fanboys everywhere just they had something biological happen. Yeah. Boys became men all over again. <laughs> yep. Um, hey, look, I'm happy for y'all. If you like it, it's cool. I like the spirit of it. I like. Yeah. I like the cross pollination of franchises mm-hmm. and the fan service, the fan service. And it's a big celebration of all things Nintendo and even outside entities coming into the Nintendo camp for a day and having a good time. Yep. I like all that. I just don't like the game. <laughs> yeah. I don't enjoy Smash at all. I'm sorry. Yep. No, you're you're apologizing to the wrong person for that one because I don't like Smash either. It's because just not you for know me. what? Hot take alert, folks. I don't consider it a fighting game. It's I, a fighting game. It's, it's just, not it's a fighting just weird. Game. I I this is and again, I'm gonna be on a on a lone island on this. It's not a fighting game. It's a multi platform party brawler. It's not a fighting game. I mean, a brawl is a fight. It's not a fighting game. Okay, there's stages. And I, I, when I had my, my Wii U, I borrowed one of the games from you, and I played it. I was just like, eh. That's, that's, that's how I feel about Smash yeah. as well. It's just, not, it's just not for me. It's it's inventive. It's neat. I it's, like a, it. it's its own genre. I, I see the appeal and whatnot. Um, there, it spawned like numerous copycats and whatnot. I think there's like a... River City Ransom one for the PlayStation Network. Remember when PlayStation tried to do one of yeah. their own? <laughs> stop it. You stop that. Yeah. Sony, you silly goose. The Sony characters don't really lend themselves to that very well. It's just, it just, like, I get what they're trying to do, but it just looked weird. Yeah. Um, um, I'm, I'm happy. For, I mean, hey, cool. yeah. here's what I'm actually shocked about. Not shocked, but well, no, yeah, I guess I'm shocked. Given the, um, the turnaround time, not the turnaround time, but I don't know. Seeing as I could still remember the release of the one for 3DS and the Wii U not that long ago, and given that the 3DS and the Wii U, well, not the 3DS, but the Wii U specifically, was not that big of a success, I thought this would be like a deluxe, all-inclusive port of Has that not version. Been verified yet? I've heard it is all new. There, I've heard rumors of both. I've heard rumors that it's. Smash Brothers Wii U Deluxe, kind of like Mario Kart Deluxe, with some you know they're throwing the more stuff, the in. kids from Splatoon in there, yep, yep, and some updated skins for like Mario and Link because I saw, saw Breath, Breath of the, of the Wild, Wild. yeah. yeah. Um, then I've also heard that it's a completely new game, so either one would like neither one would shock me, either way. Well, get so, up, yeah. I'm I mean, fine. I mean, hey, cool. Yeah. That's look. That's definitely going to keep people interested. Um, for you know, it's it that's going to sustain people on the Switch train for a while. Just the hype of that alone. Yep. Me, still just you just don't sh- like Smash. Show me Metroid. Just show <laughs> me the Metroid. Show me the Metroid, and I'm good to go. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Depending on how Bandai Namco does on it. That's a big X factor there that I'm a little nervous about, but we'll see. Just All show right. me the game. So anyway, yeah, that was a fun little direct there. Yeah, third parties galore. Yeah, they're jumping on. They're porting everything over, and um, why wouldn't they? It's the, the, the Switch is a huge success. Um, 
people really love the concept. They love the execution. It's selling like hotcakes. And if they can port over existing, you know, IP on the cheap, yeah, people really like. Even if it's even if they're old games, people are buying them on the Switch because they like the idea of having them in a portable format that they can just pick up and go with. And then dock it when they want, and pick up and play anytime they want. Yeah, and I mean, not only that, they're the the Wii U was essentially a failure. Yeah, but it was basically. a failure with a lot of great games that not a lot of people got to play. And they're kind of like, okay, we still got these games. Yeah, they're well, still really good. Well, that's that's Nintendo's games. I'm talking about third parties that are porting yeah. over Xbox uh, 360 and PS3 and PS4 games and stuff like that. That's getting ported over. Yeah, to what degree they can. That's great i don't care if they're old games to have them in, like, like i said to have them in that format and a central device that is versatile and i can play anywhere anytime i want and that don't i'm telling you people don't sleep on the switch's sleep mode the sleep mode factor on the switch is brilliant i can drop in and out of any game i want at any time yeah like it's like a save point without a save point like it's that's incredible in yeah. a way. Your game is always there. It's just it's just always right there at the push of a button. Yep. You're back in. It's it's kind of magical. And I was very impressed, which kind of uh, gave birth to another post I had earlier today. How many Neo Geo games are on the Switch? On the eShop? Quite a few, yeah, aren't there? Because I downloaded uh, Garu Mark of the Wolf, mm. which was a fighting game that came out in Japan, but I don't think it ever came out here. Um, it was eight bucks, so I plopped down the eight bucks. Yeah, it's almost unplayable with the Switch <laughs> controllers, but I mean, it's still you need a pro, sir. But eh, I don't want to drop seventy bucks on. You can get them on sale for less than that, but I feel you. I understand. Um, but yeah, but like tons of great Neo Geo games. No Windjammers yet. Really need to come out with Windjammers because Windjammer portable Windjammers <laughs> might be problematic for my life and responsibilities. You could play Windjammers on the beach. Oh. Well, people actually play frisbee. Yeah, I don't think I'd want to do that. <laughs> I don't like the beach. Exception. Um. So yeah, cool stuff. Good times. E three is just around the corner. So more to come. This this E three kind of has the potential to be really interesting, and that's something you haven't really been able to say about E three in recent years because most of the big three companies are going off doing their own press conferences and announcing stuff because Nintendo has direct and PlayStation yeah, yeah, yeah. has PlayStation experience. Microsoft's really the only one that's still 63. E3 still E3 though. It's still a Yeah, you still get some stuff at it, but not like Nintendo does save their biggest directs for E3. They they do put on the big show. The big directs come out at E3. Yeah, they, they don't but, do the stage show anymore, but yeah, they yeah. but they but they deliver their big direct on yeah. E3. All right, so moving on from the world of video games to the world of cinema, uh, kind of going dumpster fire-ish, but not full-blown, because we're going to be talking first about the one franchise in DC Cinematic Universe that has been successful mm. and is actually good. I rewatched, um, I kind of piecemeal rewatched Wonder Woman this past week, and still a really great movie. Uh, yes, it kind of stumbles in the third act, yeah. but yeah, it does. still... Still really great movie. Uh, they have cast Cheetah. They have. For Wonder Woman 2. And it is going to be Kristen Wiig. And Drew, I'm okay with this. I, you know, I don't... Again, this is like, how invested are you in the character? Like, if this was 
casting, you know, Kristen Wiig as Flash Thompson, Spider-Man Homecoming, obviously I'd have problems with it. <laughs> but, you know... The role she was born to play. Exactly. Uh, um, but well, yeah, my only concern is, like, is there going to be... Because Cheetah doesn't strike me as a villain that can carry... They're going to have to dress her up a bit. Solo. They'll... They'll toughen her up, but they'll they'll make her some kind of somehow, some way. They'll 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 buffer a little bit. Yeah. Uh the casting is I don't I don't care that much, but I did find it a little curious because that she's notably a uh comedic actress. She has done dramatic stuff though. Okay. Like small indie things. Okay. And well, I've heard nothing but good things about her dramatic stuff. Then she's gonna get to flex a little more muscle this time around with with Cheetah. Unless they're going for a more comedic tone. Um, I, I don't know. Drew, we laugh at all DC movies, but not for the reasons they want us to. I, I don't think they would do that. I think, uh, yeah, I, don't think I, so I think they have enough sense to know, hey, let's just, what worked about the first one? Do that again. Yeah. So, hey, yay. It's, you know, she's a name, and that's uh, a villain that's long associated with Wonder Woman, so it makes all the sense in the world that they would do that. So, yep. I'm fine with it. All right, and then the uh, the other story we had in DC Universe is we got our first unofficial look at Shazam through some set photos that leaked out. Yeah. I think he looks great. He looks off the page. I like the, the color palette of the costume. Um, I don't... I hope that they don't DC satirize it. I don't think that's going to be... Um, I don't think you got to worry about that. I think Zachary Levi looks great as a character. He's got the hair. He's got so so he's got, far. He's got a very padded suit on. Yeah. Well. Yeah. He's got- <laughs> so so far, I am very encouraged. I'm I, a little know, more reserved. I know you're not a fan of the redesign of the costume. I you like want the classic. You like the original, and I'm with you on that. I prefer the original to the redesign. Those, I want the Alex Ross Captain Marvel. That's as far what I as want. as far as redesigns go, it's not the worst. No, no, it's it, it it has all the elements. They didn't butcher it by any stretch. Yeah, they didn't I change just, it. They just like tweaked. Yeah, I just that Alex Ross Shazam well, is just yeah. I want that. Bad, I know very badly, that, but then again, I want an Alex Ross like movie like i want i want his justice league on the screen yeah that would make me happy but yep. in any case that's not gonna happen yeah no it's cool we'll see what it looks like yeah in motion with the effects and stuff it's it's fine it's fine i just you know i want i, you know, yeah. I know i know i like the, i like the coat look as opposed to the costume look i get you okay you know why? It kind of reminds me of the Star Trek uniforms from. from yeah, from, we we mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like the, that. Clad from the Wrath of Khan. Yeah, the side, the side, yep. the side vest look. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so that's we're gonna be going back to DC in a little bit. We're gonna. We have to. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, big major announcement for fans of Galaxy Far Far Away this week. Oh, uh, John Favreau has been tapped to write and produce a Star Wars live-action series, most likely for the Disney streaming service that will be launching next year. Thoughts? I mean, Favreau did give us the Marvel Cinematic Universe as we know it. Yep. Uh, He directed the first two Iron Man movies. He was instrumental in getting the whole thing off the ground. So we we know he's capable. I feel he doesn't get enough 
credit. Yeah. Because everyone says Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige well, wasn't around at this point. No, but... It's not in the capacity that he's in now. It was, I think it was still Avi Arad back then, wasn't it? No, Feige's been there from from the beginning. But I think the reason why Feige gets the, the credit more is because he's the only one still there. Like, Favreau left, and then... Well, he didn't they leave. Had, he they, just got different projects. He, he did Jungle Book for them. He's doing, no, no, yeah, doing no, uh, but, but, Lion King for them. But he left Marvel. Like, like he, could, he had the keys to the kingdom. Then he kind of said, like, ah, I gotta go. Then they brought in Whedon. And then Whedon ran roughshod for two flicks, and then he's like, ah, I gotta go. Because, I st- whatever. I still, I still feel like as far as the, the birth and the big bang of the Marvel Cinema. Oh, Favreau. Universe, it, it's between Favreau and Robert Downey Jr. Cause oh, sure, I think, sure, I think without, sure. without either one, then it, Iron Man doesn't, doesn't work, work and work. nothing takes off. Yeah, yeah. totally. Absolutely. Um, so, in Star Wars, though, we'll see. I guess, I, every time I hear about this Star Wars live action thing, TV show. I've heard about that for it's twenty the, years now, and it's never happened. It's the one thing that the Star Wars franchise has never been able to get off the ground—a live action a show, live action yeah. series. So, look, they got a streaming service coming. It makes all the sense in the world that they would want a show for it. Yeah. So maybe this one will happen, and I, it probably will. But in the meantime, I'm sitting here just kind of like. Yeah, I've I've heard about this for a while now. Yeah, your show ingre- me, show your me what ingredients you got. are good. Yeah, now go bake a cake. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So I mean, I'm sure it'll be great. Again, we get, we come to the mm, the see. base where you and I kind of diverge on our our Star Wars likes. I feel I like that they're the world. Better. You like three movies, and I don't say that six in, movies in a, now, but yes, in a Fascistic way either. That's just where, where I, that's the play box you prefer to stay. I, in. I prefer them as a coming of age series of films, and not so much as a world where that coming of age story happens. Yeah, see, I like but, the world. I just want to run around playing everything. Yeah, um, I like the characters. <laughs> I like the characters too. There's a lot more of them out there. <laughs> They're just as good and fun to discover. Um, and they all know each other because Star Wars. <laughs> no, not 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 all. It's a little different now. It's a little different now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm sure this is going to be great. It's, Disney is yet to go wrong with Star Wars. I agree with you, but I'm sure a lot of people don't. So that's fine. Yeah. They're entitled to their wrong opinion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Jumping back to DC, DC announced, DC Comics now, announced earlier this week the oh, this, yeah. uh, new imprint, the DC Black Label, uh, in yeah. which they are telling uh, non-canonical stories of, obviously, the Trinity, you know, Superman, Wonder Woman, uh, not Wonder Woman per se, um, but and Batman. The what's creating the buzz on this is the, the teams. creative teams, yeah, because it's AAA lineup, all star, mm-hmm. um, all star, and we're gonna get back to that. Uh huh. Um, we've got John Romita Jr. and Frank Miller on Superman, which is gonna be a Superman Year One story. Sends a great disturbance in the force. <laughs> um, there is two different Batman books. Mm-hmm. Um, one with Phil Jimenez. 
Uh, no. One with Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, yeah, and then that's one, one with, with... Uh, Lieber Mayho and Brian Nazarello. Yes. The Lieber Mayho and Brian Nazarello one, I'm very excited for because they did um, uh, the Joker yeah. standalone one-shot, which was fantastic, mm-hmm. and the, uh, the Batman... Like the Christmas, Carol. I remember though. I remember the artwork. Very good. Yeah, both very good, written and drawn. Um, Steiner and Capullo on Batman again. I'm willing to give it a shot. Last Snyder Batman thing I read was not left me. It started zero, it started zero year out wore great. me out. So I started with um, what they did the reboot of All Star Batman or Batman. When it started out great, it started out like Midnight Run with Batman and Two Face, and then just took that. Oh, the, oh you mean uh, with John Romita Jr. doing the? Yeah, uh, what was yeah. that called? It was called All Star Batman. Was it? Yeah. No, it was something else. I know the one you mean. It was, I yeah, I know the one you mean. It wasn't called All Star though. It had a different. I forgot the. T- I know the one you mean though. The Two Face and, and they're on the run yeah. and yeah, that was it was it was. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking up on your phone. You don't believe me? It was All Star. Yeah, it's All Star Batman. Because I was like, why would you bring this back? Why? Why this? would you put the stain title on? They called it All-Star? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yes. So while you're looking that up. I'm the, looking this up. The, uh, the third. It was called Rebirth. No, it wasn't. Rebirth is what they're doing now. Oh, you're right. It was All-Star Batman. Wow. Were they insane? Yes. <laughs> Wow, yeah, that's a bad that's 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 uh that's a bad call there, DC. <laughs> anyway, um, all right. Then the third, Sorry. the or the the fourth book is not is Wonder Woman per se, but it's based. It's telling Hippolyta's story. Yeah. So okay, that's the one. It's Greg with, Rucka and Phil Jimenez, right? Yeah, yeah that, that's a good okay. team, man. I'll, I'll I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm sure. a Rucka guy, so um. So yeah, we've got. Two books where we're all yay gun ho on teams. Sure. One book where we're like, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Fourth book though, on paper, is like you've got my all time favorite Spider Man artist John Romita Jr. Yeah, and my all time favorite writer Frank Miller. Yeah, nah, no, <laughs> now no, Frank, my still you know what he is my all time favorite writer. His recent work... I'd rethink that. <laughs> listen, man. If Metallica went off the deep end and just produced crap, they'd still be... Somewhere off. out there, someone's saying they did. Oh. They'd still be your favorite band. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I've got a lot of other bands that I was on board with for a long time, and I would have considered among... among On the Mount Rushmore, as it were, that once they fell off, my interest tanked on them. When, when Miller is on point which he hasn't been in 25 years dark knight 3 wasn't horrible yeah but he did how he wrote he wrote he probably wrote it on a cocktail napkin and gave it to who filled who did the the rest of it uh kubrick he did the art no he had a a co-writer on that hold on i'll pull it up yeah um i'll pull it up my point is I don't know, man. Like I'm never gonna not show up for a Frank Miller book. That's the problem. I I, I just actually no, that's not true because there was one book I didn't show. The Holy Terror. I saw that. I was like, mm, nope. Brian Azzarello co-wrote it. Okay. In other words, 
Miller gave him his wild idea, and Azarello made it something readable. We don't know that for certain. Based on his, mm, I, I just listen. I'm not. I, I'm not I, saying that everything he's done has been good. He has been not good for a good long time. Ever since Dark Knight Strikes Again, he's been he's been off the deep end. Dark man. Knight Strikes Again was terrible. Uh, All Star Batman, Batman and Robin was a caricature of his Batman work up to that point. Disaster. Um, Holy Terror, he wrote, Disaster. he wrote as a Batman story, and DC didn't even want it. Um, Dark Knight 3? Debatable. De- it wasn't horrible. It's like trend up, but... I mean, it's. I'm interested to see, is this going to be the Superman that he depicted in Dark Knight Returns? And how he handles year one story of that character. I don't trust Frank Miller to give me a good Superman. <laughs> I don't trust him to have the heart for it. A lot of me agrees with that because like, is he going to get into Lois Lane's previous career as a prostitute before she turns into a reporter? Cause that sounds right up his alley. Not that saying that's not a possibility. I see. So I, I just, I can't. I don't the know. The man's man. not perfect. Okay. No. No, but he's like, not. You know, Dark Knight Returns, Batman Year One, Sin City, that, Three Hundred. That's all fine work. Ronin. Uh, just Ronin's a little dry, but still <laughs> good. Um, all right. Well, yeah. we'll see how this goes. I'll, I'll be. I just. I'm. I'm. This is all fine. Okay. By the way, like I'm. You know, I'm okay with with all this. But it's like, not maybe not maybe not the Miller stuff. But you know the whole this whole black label line. Number one, I'm rolling my eyes into my skull over the title of that imprint, Black Label. Here's why. Does it make you want Johnny Walker? No, it makes me want to punch Greg Capullo in the face because he's a Black Label Society fanboy, and I hate Black Label <laughs> Society. I hate them so badly. Zach Wild is a total. Douche, and I hate him. Is he a good guitar player? Yeah, once upon a time when he wasn't just doing pinch harmonics, like spamming them, like 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 a noob spams a fireball in Street Fighter. Okay, <laughs> I hate Black Label Society, and I know he's a fanboy of them, and he loves them to death. So more power to you, Greg. You're a great artist, but my God, this is going. It's first we had Batman Metal. Met, get it? Metal. Yeah. And that was all him and Snyder. Now we get Black Label. Ugh, <laughs> God. Oh, <laughs> Subtle, Greg. Subtle. Anyway, this whole thing is the All-Star line. That's all it is. Yeah, it's, it's what they wanted the All-Star line to be. Before, they, before Frank Miller tanked it. Morrison did his job. <laughs> He wrote a, a Superman book for the ages. Yeah, folks, seriously, if you've never read All-Star Superman, go out, get the trade, read it. It is one of the best Superman stories ever read. I didn't care about Superman at all until I read that. I love him now because of that book. I love Superman because of All-Star Superman. It's great. But then Frank Miller had to tank the whole line with a Batman book so bad that it became a parrot. It became a punchline. Yep. Literally. Oh um, man! The GD Batman. Yes. Oh, the Joker with the weird dragon tattoo on his back. What, yeah. what, 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 
anyway i mean um, you heard on paper frank miller and jim lee doing the same book. oh yeah oh we were so wrong you know what if memory serves though i wasn't as instantly on board with that as a lot of other people that's, were. that's funny to me actually because jim lee all-time great yeah still to this day fantastic work frank miller my all-time favorite writer just because two things are good doesn't mean they're necessarily good together. Jim Lee put the work in on that book. Yeah, he did. It, the book is visually incredible. However. <laughs> yeah. It's Frank. all the things that happen in the white bubbles that kind of derail Frank it. Miller, on the other hand. My yeah, God. it was. All right. I digress. This is just the all-star line reborn as black label. Fine. I'm, I'm not. I'm okay. With, as long as they're saying it's not continuity. Right, which DC has always done great one-off Elseworld stories, things like that. Yeah, Marvel they, is not they, less so. Yeah, they've kind of done that in recent years with the Earth Two stories. Yeah, which have all been fantastic. There's a Green Lantern one coming out that I cannot wait for. Um, the only one I didn't read was the Teen Titans one, but the the Superman ones, like the the first volume of Super Earth Two Superman, is what Man of Steel should have been. They should have just taken that. And made that into a movie because it was fantastic. Um, the Batman ones are really good. The Wonder Woman one was good. Um, so yeah, they got that. They've got Vertigo. They've got Young Animal. This is some. This is not. This is what DC does. They have these little imprints where they can kind of do these little experimentation type things. Where then they have their main line, which is kind of so. I guess the standards. I guess what I'm wondering is why is it that DC seems to be able to pull this stuff off and Marvel just can't. Why? Maybe DC just wants to pay for the talent. Well, Marvel's no, no, done no, this. I'm, I'm Marvel's talking, done this before. Let's talk, it was called Marvel Knights. Let's talk. And it was story. freaking fantastic. It was, no, it was. It was. It was. And then we had the Ultimate Line, which for a for a time was good. Um, a brief time, but whatever. Uh, the, the the Max Line gave us Max Punisher, which is my Punisher. So there is that. Yeah. But but overall, DC seems more committed to this kind of storytelling. And its fans seem more into it, whereas Marvel fans seem very less uh, willing to go down those kind of Elseworldsy roads and alternate takes of characters. And it just doesn't seem to work as well at Marvel. And I just wonder, I just historically speaking, I just wonder why that is. Why? Why? Why is it that it just doesn't work? I'm, I honestly, you know what? I honestly don't know. Because I'm, a lot, I'm, a lot I, I, don't, of, I don't have an answer. I'm asking rhetorically. I really, I don't know. No, I no. Why, I mean, I. Because, like, when you look about, a lot of times you also have to look back and some things that we consider one-shot stories did happen within continuity. You know, Dark Knight Returns, uh, Batman Year One, those were, well, not Dark Knight Returns, but Year One was in the Batman run of comics. It was just like a four-issue thing. Um, You know what? I, I don't know. I don't have an answer, but it's something DC is just always done better than marvel so when they come out and saying you know we're we want to tell these story but it's kind of like their way of telling good stories while preserving their current continuity for better or worse whatever their current continuity is which right now is good very good um it's just something they've always done and you know, yeah, I wish Marvel would do more things like this. Do just like a one-shot, bring together a killer team on like a Spider-Man story or a Cap story or something like that. Do like a one-shot pristine edition or prestige edition 
story. Well, that's do getting, that stuff. That's getting tough, Carl, because it seems like everyone's leaving Marvel. <laughs> you got a big talent, man. It kind of seems like everyone's bailing. <laughs> it seems like DC is not only paying for talent, but giving them some creative freedom within. And that's like, that's kind of what these imprints offer is yeah. creative yeah. freedom. Yeah. Because it's not in continuity. You know, certain things are become like kind of transcend their initial print, like killing joke. Killing joke was originally like a one shot story, but was so profound. It was adopted in the continuity. Barbara Gordon was paralyzed. Right, right, right. Um, you know, the events happened. So, Take some chances, Marvel. It, it just feels like they, 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 when they do, their fans hate it, so they, they tend not to anymore. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. I think you have to take a chance at the same time. Chance has to be good. I mean, like, if you, want, if you want good, you have to pay for good to get the money for good. Yeah, yeah. So no. Anyway. Well, that's Black Label. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I think it will be interesting. Um, there's not... The the Lee Bromejo series and the, the Superman series I'll probably buy off the rack. The other two I may, I'll probably wait for trades mm. just because I've tried to limit because comics are expensive. They are. So some weeks are bigger than ours, but I try to like really cut back. Um, try to limit the spending. What else do we got, Carl? Anything else? I think that's pretty much it for news unless you can think of anything else. Well, what do you got? Are you reading Marvel 2-in-1? I'm not, um, but I think I know where you're going, but proceed. Well, I haven't looked at the picture. I'm, I'm pulling I saw it up. the story. I'm pulling it up right now, and I'm going to try and open it up. Uh, open in browser. Let's see. They said spoilers. I'm waiting for it. Where are they? Well, this is weird. Um, where's the picture? <laughs> they don't have a picture. They lied. They lied. Well, while while Drew continues to search, what he's referring to is it was announced earlier today in the Marvel two and one that uh, Ben Grimm and Johnny Storm would be receiving new Fantastic Four costumes. Now this is well, the- yeah. Well, they, I, okay. Well, yeah. There they are. Then I guess that is them. I wouldn't call that a. I, it's, it, they're jackets. They have jackets, Carl, and they're not uh, in the traditional colors. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that that Reed and Sue are not wearing those wherever they happen to be in the multiverse. So, what's the point here? Yeah, they're not great. I mean, I've seen worse for a little one shot issue. It's fine. Yeah, almost looks like a flight suit. I've, if anything, I'm going to yell at CBR for making this a headline. And passing this off as news, Marvel debuts new Fantastic Four costume. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, like CBR is garbage now, man. I'm, ugh, folks. The, CBR is terrible, by the way. They just they've turned into such clickbait nonsense. Now. The the Fantastic Four <laughs> costumes over the years have gone through many revamps, but the core of the costume has always kind of remained blue with the four. Yeah. Um. The you know the. Accents have oscillated between white and a darker navy blue, which yep. I prefer the darker navy blue to the white. 
I like them both. Um, they, they both have yeah. Charm. They both they both have their pla- place, but if I have an option for preference, I'm just going with the dark and navy blue. Um, so yeah, the, but those are kind of like white sports. It's like something you'd expect to find in a Marvel fan store for a Fantastic Four jacket. Yeah, at best. Which, if that was the case, it would be a cool design for a Fantastic Four jacket. Not so much for a Fantastic Four costume. I mean, it's no sexy Sue Storm costume, but um, well, we don't talk about that. That was a a weird time for the Fantastic Four. But to be fair, it also was not really Sue Storm. Yeah, it was a scroll. Well, sexy scroll. That makes more sense. Well, I don't. I don't have anything else. Um, are, are you Infinity War? We do we get new footage or what's going on? I don't there? know. Alan told us we were getting a new trailer. That was like three nights ago. Hasn't happened yet, huh? Okay, fair enough. I've not seen a new trailer. I heard a rumor that tickets go on sale Friday. Okay, that's I'll, the rumor. Uh, so let's keep, uh, we got to keep an eye on that because we got to kind of we got to be there. Yep. All right. All right. That's it. I think. Yep. I hope that I think. Uh, that wraps up the case files. Now on to. And our papers have been rustled. And here we are to talk about Punisher Episode 10, Virtue of the Vicious. I don't have a lot of notes on this episode. I I really stretched for notes on this episode. Actually, before we get into this, yeah, in our piece of news, uh, Jessica Jones Season 2 debuted this it week. It did. I've not watched it yet. I haven't started yet either because I was waiting for Julie to decide whether or not she wanted to watch it. So I think I'm just going to put it this way we're gonna have uh plenty of time to talk about it so i haven't started yet yeah so. no that's fine I'm, I'm hearing some bad reviews i heard it starts slow well marvel <laughs> well, well marvel, marvel netflix <laughs> but I've, I've heard i've heard more good reviews than bad reviews but the number of bad reviews are kind of noticeable so well we'll see some people yeah. are never happy carl we know that this is true it's like the last jedi fans gonna fan so we'll see. We'll see. Alrighty. So, yeah, uh, this episode is weird. It's getting harder and harder to talk about this show. A little bit. Because I'm not not enjoying it as much. On rewatch? The second time around. I just feel like they could make better use of their time is all. Yeah. And, like, you know, in this episode, basically, we get the Lewis uh, attack on the senator. Yep. And we see it. Two different ways, so we're you know automatically yeah. we're kind of like filling time. the The structure of how this episode is presented is really cool. Yeah, yeah, it does the whole like after the after the effects. Yeah, we cut thing. back and yeah. But I don't have a whole lot of like introspection on this episode. We get you know we get the attack. The senator, uh, the anti gun senator, they you know he makes some good points, but he's also being presented as kind of like slimy spineless spineless yeah so once again it's kind of like the show not really picking a side right it's mixed messages the last episode although we do have a welcome return in this episode mahoney oh mahoney okay turk's not in this episode no he's not yeah that was our news thing it came out earlier in the week turk has an infinity stone (laughs) in the comic books you go turk you go is it fair to say that 
the whole like Infinity Stones thing. Infinity is Marvel's crisis now. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But you can thank the movies for that, though. To be honest with you. No, I get it. I get it. They got to. Yeah, they were kind of in the background for a long time, and then the movies started coming out, and it was yeah. like, well, put the, put the Infinity Stones in there. Well, okay, we will. Yeah. All the time. Forever. Yeah. Turk has one now. He's got the Mind Stone. <laughs> Turk has one now. <laughs> yeah. Marvel's a dumpster fire. So Mahoney's back, and Mahoney's investigating the scene. Yeah. Um. Fine. <laughs> He interviews the senator. He tells one story about how the events transpired in which Frank and Lewis tagged up together to, yeah. to attack and that he was like a sort of brave hero in, 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 set, in said story. Yep. Then we have Karen's version where obviously Lewis attacked on his own. Frank yep. came in, took saved Karen, took some shots, saved Karen, saved the senator. The senator spinelessly throws Karen into Lewis to save himself. Yep. Noticed that the second time around watching the show. What a jerk. Um, again, like the show has a lot of mixed messages on how it wants to perceive these people, but whatever. Um, yeah, Frank takes a lot of shots in this episode. All I can say about that is he's lucky that no one aimed at his legs at any point. Yeah, I think there's, with with that, there's a certain level of training and reflex that you always like, I don't know, try to go center mass and try to put Yeah, down. no, that you're right. You're right. But as soon as I realize, he's got a vest. <laughs> All right, take out his legs. <laughs> Shoot the glass. <laughs> <laughs> go some... for his legs. It might be our only chance of stopping them. <laughs> right, exactly. You need some lateral thinking at a certain Shoot point. the glass. <laughs> Hans. Man, I wish Rickman were still alive, man. Hans. Bobby, man, yeah, no, Rickman I, would be a great Marvel villain. But which one? I don't know, but oh. someone. I don't care which one, but someone. Mephisto? You know, Paul. Oh. Talk about flip from Metatron. Oh man, I'm who, struggling. But yeah, someone, someone, they, you find you find a role for him, okay? Yeah, folks, but, folks, that's our question to you. Send us in your responses. Who could Rickman have played? If Alan Rickman was still among us, what Marvel villain would you have him play? Uh, Alan Rickman. So good. Anyway, yeah, so I just have mostly observations from this episode. It's a lot yeah. of uh, plot. Uh, I, I, I have to imagine very, that um, a private security company. They're not very good. They're not very good, number one. Number two, um, these these kind of enterprises, I would imagine, I would think anyway, would want to stay under the radar and not wear hats and jackets with their logo and name on them blatantly, like you know, I, I, um, you know, maybe I know like some private security is like kind of they want it to be visible that they are security and that they are a presence there, so you can make that argument for it. But no, I get what you're saying though. They're not too quick on the uptake. <laughs> and the papers are getting real aggressive about getting their subscriptions. Um, yeah. Yeah. This episode was, was harder for me to watch this time around. Now, why is that? Uh, because it's, it's an arcade, especially with Lewis, and I've alluded to this in the past when we've been discussing this character, but it kind of comes to a head 
in this episode because I kind of like not for nothing. I found myself tearing up a bit when it was coming to the end for him because I see Lewis and it's in our case of if not, but for the grace of God goes my father because hmm. my father like I learned about this a lot after he passed. I had no idea of this when he was still alive. Um, he struggled a lot with PTSD after coming back from Vietnam. Hmm. Um, and he had been involved in a, in a couple, like he was in artillery, so he wasn't like infantry. He wasn't in constant action, but the couple things he was involved in were pretty intense. And just to think of like what it's got to take to overcome that. Sure. And just this is this episode gave me a moment um, that is always welcome to be grateful for the kind of man my father was, um, to be able to work through at least to some extent, to an extent that enabled him to be a good father to me. Um, a lot of what he was dealing with, cause my mother told me like after he passed, like I would wake up in the night screaming and had full blown PTSD. So yeah. Well, yeah. Lewis is pretty broken in this episode, uh, by, I mean, a lot. This is the final confrontation, yeah. really. Yeah. And he's got the bomb, and Frank and Karen, very cleverly, mind you, disarm the bomb. Cleverly, yes. Subtle, not really Frank's forte, as he's blatantly moving his head up and down and left to well, right. He was kind of, if if you watch, though, it, he's doing it along with what he's saying, which if you're Lewis and you're nervous and you're scared and you yeah, don't know what's going on. Yeah, you're not noticing minor details like that. Right. And Karen figures out which wire to pull yeah. out of the detonator and, you know, Lewis escapes into the fridge where he puts the bomb back together and dies a soldier's death, as he says, as he blows himself up. Yeah. Well, say la vie, Lewis. Um, and I think there's there's something to be said about Frank in the moment in which he got into the fridge and Frank sees him fixing the bomb. Frank wants him to do it. He Frank, tells him to. Frank wants him do, to do it, but he's also staying with him as long as he can. Yeah, that was kind of weird. I think they're still, even though they're like, you know, we have the Punisher here who's going to do what the Punisher does. But also, there's the soldier there and understanding the brotherhood of soldiers. Yeah, but he's going to blow himself up, Frank. Get away from the door. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, like I said, stays to the last possible moment. Yeah. Um, and and then we kind of come up on a moment that could have derailed the entire series. Oh, yeah. I I, that's, yeah. I have it in my notes. So Karen and Frank are running before the cops show up and take Frank away or whatever. And well, they no, have, the, the cops show up. Yeah. And Karen poses as Frank's hostage. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Right, right. So Frank's going to make a break for it. They're in the elevator and, you know, we're going to, he's going to go through the elevator shaft and all that business. But before he does, they have that moment. And I swear to God, I, I wrote it down. If they kiss here, it, I'm you done. Just, you just killed the series. I would have dropped the show yeah. that instant if that would have happened. It didn't. Yep. They teased it, though. They did tease it. And. I said this before about the last episode when he finds out that Karen's in danger and all that and Frank flies off the handle and it's like, man, I don't know. Yeah. He becomes like Rocky in Rocky 3 when Mickey's dying. Kind of. <laughs> save Karen. Micro save Karen. Wow. Micro save Karen. Micro wear Karen. Micro. Kind of. 
Yeah, kind of. And then, you know, after all of that, they're in the elevator and like, oh boy, I was dreading it. I was yeah. watching this. I was like, this is the second time. But the first time I was just like, no, no, yeah, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's like you're disappointing one of your dogs. Yeah. No. Yeah. Bad. I'm going to rub his nose in it. <laughs> no, don't do that to him. They don't though. And then he's just kind of like, see you. And he leaves. Like, yeah. Oh, well, that got diffused quickly, didn't it? And, I, and if I'm not mistaken, does she show up again for the rest of the series? I don't. There's only three episodes left. I don't think she does. <laughs> like this think, is it. I think it's a very brief prologue okay. thing that she shows up and maybe narrating a story she's writing or something. All right. Well, Frank does leave the building in an extremely cool, very comic booky way. Though he does zip line. He's got a zip one arm, by the way. Well, the other arm's got bullet in it. It does. Um, pretty cool. Pretty cool. We get the little standoff between Madani and Billy and and yeah. uh, and Billy's, Frank. Billy's true colors. They're are starting shown. the show. I, do you think? Well, no. The, the like Madani figures it out. She kind of figured it out when she saw that all the Anvil guys were the guys that killed her agents and yeah. were involved in that operation. And he uh, props to, not props to Billy, but Billy's a good liar. He he's denying to the to the to the yeah. end here. She suspects, but she's not ready to accuse yet. Well, once he puts the points the gun at her, well, all bets are off at that point. He yeah. kind of figures the coffee bar is closed. Right, he might as well tie up the loose end. Yeah. Um. So we definitely get a feeling that everything is building to a head here. Yeah. Uh, but we're not there yet because we still have some things to work through because now Frank also knows that Micro met Madani, which is why she was there to begin with. And she know, and she tells Frank we're after yep. the same people, yada yada. Now Frank now knows that Micro saw yeah. her against his wishes, so we got to tie that up. We've got you know Billy and and Rollins to kind of tie up. There's, so, but we this, are we are getting to the the big bad moment. Yeah, this was like a like a three the ending of a three episode mini arc within yeah. the season. Kind of makes me wish Marvel did this a little more with their series if they're going to commit to the thirteen episode format. Which I think we can universally agree they could trim down. They could eight to ten. Yeah, I would say if you're going to stick to thirteen, do two six episode arcs. Well, in one season. Hang on. Do like two completely different stories in one season, then maybe like some prologue setup episode for the finale. In fairness, we we say that. Yeah, Luke Cage kind of did that, and we didn't like it. Well. It was definitely a tone shift for the series, I. but it's still continuing the same story that they were telling. Just tone shift and... Villain one shift. Di- villain shift. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, try, like, if you want to do that, I'm okay with you still doing 13 episodes. But this is getting hard to watch a second time around. You know what it is? This just kind of came to me now. You know what it is? It's it's the serialization of television, which by and large is a good thing because yeah. I, I like shows that you know treat me with some level of respect and expect me to know that these things continue and yeah. there's consequences. But at the same time, there's still room for just self-contained episode. Yep. Just tell me a little story that reveals a little something about this character, but it doesn't necessarily tie into this big arc yeah. or narrative just they, they treat these like 13 hour long movies right maybe and it maybe worked so it worked for daredevil in both seasons yeah more um, so in one i'd say yeah more definitely more so in one uh jessica jones yes 
They could have trimmed some fat there, though. There's not as much as, like, Luke Cage defenders and certainly Iron Fist and Punisher. Jessica Jones felt a little long in the tooth. I think uh, Kilgrave really helped carry Jessica Jones. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Through the... The doldrums? The slogs. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, Marvel, just... Treat it like an arc in a comic book. You know what I kind of six episodes. You know what I kind of and I another kinda, six episodes. I wish it was more like Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> just, uh, just so. throw me some self-contained episodes where little character beats are introduced, and then every once in a while you get a two-three parter that to do something big. Okay, yeah, I could say either one of those I'd be good with two six episode arcs or what what you said there. I think yeah. the, I think the self-contained episode has become like a lost art. Yeah, in the serialization of television that we that we now live in, I mean it's still pretty predominant on uh, network television because Julie and I watch right, right, right. right. Actually, you know what? Pr- really good example of this. Uh, I know you're not fans of them. I know Jenna's, but I know you're not, and that's fine. Julie and I watch the Chicago shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Chicago PD and the yeah all those. It's it's for lack of a better term, a cinematic universe. It's all it all exists within the same world. But it's, again, it's those little self-contained episodes with carrying over arcs. It's not all one big story throughout the season. Well, so that's an example of something that does it really well. And maybe Marvel needs to kind of embrace that a little bit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. We got it. This was the 10th episode. We got three episodes left. I'm not going to lie. It's getting kind of tough. Nah, we'll be all right. It 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 starts starts getting, it starts going out with some fireworks. So we'll, Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The punishment is coming. Oh, yeah, the punishment. <laughs> so, was, was he more punished in this or in that one scene in Daredevil Season 2? Ooh. They did take a drill to his knee. They did. He, he gets pretty tore up in this. It, it, we'll, we're going to get yeah. there. We're going to get yeah. there. All right. All right. Uh, so that about does it for this week's episode. Folks, thank you very much for joining us. We very much appreciate it. If you would like to communicate with us, send us any questions, tweet at us, you can do so at the following locations. You can go to uh, Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Do Pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the Devil's Do Podcast.com. Drew, any closing thoughts? Serial cinematic universe all right really quickly really quickly what characters are we including all of them (laughs) listeners we want your ideas we're going to make this happen now are we going to select certain characters for the films and then some other lesser characters for like the netflix series there will be no netflix series we're going to (laughs) do we're going to do this full-on mcu style all right okay let's do it let's make it happen all righty we're soliciting ideas. Let's 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 do this. I love it. Any ideas solicited immediately become property of the Devil's Do Podcast. All rights reserved. <laughs> Copyright. Um, I already want to do this. I already want to. General Mills going to sue us. <laughs> uh, folks, thanks for joining us. Of course, you can.